The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and undergo great suffering at the hands of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed, and on the third day be raised. And Peter took Jesus aside and began to rebuke him, saying, God forbid it, Lord, this must never happen to you. But he turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me, for you are thinking not as God does, but as humans do. Then Jesus told his disciples, If anyone wants to become my follower, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, and whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit anyone to gain the whole world but forfeit their life? For what will anyone give in return for their life? For the Son of Man is to come with his angels in the glory of his Father, and then he will repay each according to their work. The Gospel of the Lord. The legends and tales spoke of this mystical substance. For many centuries, its power remained elusive. In fact, the alchemists in the Middle Ages were trying to create what is known as the Philosopher's Stone. And it was deemed valuable because it had the power to transform worthless metals like iron and lead into precious metals such as silver and gold. It was also believed to even have the properties of the elixir of life, wherein someone's life could be extended or one's youth could be restored or even given the power of immortality. But little did they know that something greater had already been revealed. Many of us, when we go throughout our life, we feel like we have this worthless metal, which we call suffering. When we encounter this painful experience, when we have this debilitating suffering, we get the sense of a loss of dignity, even as a sense of senselessness, because this suffering seems for naught. And so in some ways, we are not unlike Peter in our gospel today, that when Jesus presents suffering to us, we turn away. In the gospel today, Jesus says that he has to go to Jerusalem and he must suffer and die at the hands of the scribes and the Pharisees. And we are like Peter, because when Peter hears that, he not only rejects that, he rebukes Jesus, which is very interesting. It's like he's going up to Jesus and saying, okay, Jesus, let me tell you how it's going to go. It's not going to go like that. But all of us have experienced suffering in some form or another, whether it's the death of a loved one, an illness we're experiencing, or a mental health challenge. And when we're going through that experience, it's like we all want to say to God in that moment, that this is not my plan. This is not how it's supposed to be. There's a story of a, a young lady, her name was Kiara. 
and she was, she was from Italy, and she was on vacation in Croatia. And it was there that she met her future husband, Enrico. And when they saw each other for the first time, it was like love at first sight. But even though they were enraptured by one another immediately, it took time for them to develop a relationship. In fact, it took six years before they were married. And like all young couples, they begin with this joy, with this hope, with this expectation of a beautiful life. And when they were pregnant with their first child, they were filled with joy. But as the pregnancy progressed, they began to realize that there were complications with their pregnancy. In fact, their child had anencephaly. And so the child did not survive very long after the birth. And her name was Maria. When they were pregnant again with their second child, again, they were filled with great hope. But again, the same circumstance happened. There were complications with the pregnancy. In fact, this child was born with some missing crucial organs. And the same as well, this child passed after he was born. And his name was David. And finally, by the third pregnancy, they had a healthy baby child. And it seemed like things were turning around. But then they were beginning to discover through the doctors that Chiara had cancer on her tongue. You can only imagine what's going on in their hearts. Just crying out to God. This was not the way it's supposed to happen. This is not how we envisioned our marriage to be. And of course, that's a good sentiment because suffering is truly an evil. And we want to reject suffering. We want to help alleviate the sufferings of others. But the challenge comes, especially in our modern world, when we want to eliminate suffering completely. Because our technology has progressed so well that we can alleviate a lot of suffering. But the problem is we cannot get rid of it completely. I think that's why in the gospel today, when Peter says that to Jesus, that, Lord, this must not happen to you, that Jesus calls him Satan. He says, get behind me, Satan. See, last week, Jesus called him Peter. but Now this week, he calls him Satan. Last week, he calls him the rock. And now this week, he calls him a stumbling block. And the reason why Jesus calls him Satan, not because Peter is evil in a sense, but because Peter is believing the lie of Satan with regards to suffering. Because Satan wants us to believe that we should not suffer at all in this life. That when we suffer, God doesn't love us. Or that when we suffer, life is not worth living. That's a lie that we can believe sometimes. And what we need to realize, and what Jesus is trying to highlight to Peter, is that suffering on this side of heaven is an inevitable part of our broken world. Of course, God did not create us to suffer, but where we are in our reality right now, we suffer. Every son of Adam, every daughter of Eve has to walk through this valley of tears. But what Jesus is inviting us to do is he's inviting us to enter into our suffering with him and with hope. One of the most moving scenes in The Passion of Christ, the movie by Mel Gibson, is when Jesus is walking through the streets and he's carrying his cross. And you can see all the different stones are being thrown at him, the people who are mocking him. And he's bleeding with the crown of thorns in his head. And the weight of the cross is so heavy that he is beginning to fall. Mary is off in the distance and she could barely look upon her son because the pain is so great. 
To see someone she loves so much abused so greatly by so many people. But as Jesus is falling, Mary has this memory from the past come to her mind. This beautiful memory of Jesus falling as a child and how as she as a mother came running towards him. And so that memory gave her courage, gave her a greater compassion, and she ran to Jesus to comfort him as she comforted him when he was a child. And so this beautiful scene when the mother and the son are looking at each other face to face. And then Jesus puts his hands on his mom's face. And he looks in her eyes. He says, see, mother, I make all things new. And he takes up the cross and he gets up. I make all things new. Jesus wants to make all things new with our suffering. You see, the greatest challenge of suffering in any form or shape is that we feel this loss of control, that there are things we cannot control, and that's why we're suffering even greatly. And what it does is it leads to despair. But what Jesus does is he wants to make all things new of our suffering. What he does is he enters into our suffering. He takes on his suffering, on himself, all of our sufferings, and what he does is he transforms it. He takes this loss of control and he transforms it into surrender. He transforms it into a gift of self. In other words, he transforms it into love. And that's why on the cross, Jesus says, Father, into your hands, I commend my spirit. He's surrendering himself. And that's why in the gospel, we hear that beautiful phrase. It's kind of confusing. He says that those who want to save their life will lose it. Right? Those who try to control their life in the midst of sufferings that they cannot control will lose it because you cannot control that. But he says, those who lose their life for my sake will save it. Those who surrender themselves in the midst of their suffering to God, to the Father, will save it. And that's what happens with Jesus. Jesus offers this gift of surrender to the Father, and the Father gives it back to Jesus in the resurrection from the dead. And that's why Jesus invites us to take up the cross, not because he wants to go for us to go into it alone, but because he went there first. And what he desires for us is to allow him to touch our suffering. Because when Jesus touches our suffering, he makes all things new. The alchemists wanted to change unworthless metal into precious gold. But Christians have something greater. We have the cross. And when Jesus' cross touches our suffering, it changes our despair into surrender. This feeling of isolation with God's presence. This fear of suffering and death into the hope of eternal life. Kiara was in a bind of what to do with the cancer she was experiencing. And so she, str she strove to strike a balance. She elected to have surgery to remove the cancer, but she delayed to have chemotherapy to protect her baby. Fortunately, her baby Francesco was born as a healthy young boy. But unfortunately for Kiara, the cancer had spread throughout her body and she lost the use of her right eye. But through the midst of all of her suffering, she took up the cross. She followed Jesus, and she allowed Jesus to touch her suffering. 
And despite losing both of her children, she said with Enrico, this beautiful testimony, she said that even though both of our children were born and we baptized them and we accompanied them into the hands of our Heavenly Father, we both experienced a peace and a joy unlike anything you've ever experienced. Joy in the midst of suffering. And they even named their baby Francesco because they were inspired by the life of the Franciscans in Assisi who lived, rely on God's providence, who inspired them to live according to that same message. And so they trusted that God would take care of their family despite anything that would happen to them. And so even as the cancer consumed her, even to her very end, Enrico asked her this question before she passed. Because Jesus says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And so Enrico asked his wife, Chiara, is it true? Is the burden of the cross sweet? And a smile came across Chiara's face and she turned to her husband and she said in a weak voice, Yes, Enrico, it is very sweet. My brothers and sisters, today, Jesus wants to touch your suffering because he wants to make all things new. And he wants to touch our suffering, particularly in the sacraments, in the anointing of the sick. And if you're going into surgery or if you're experiencing some sort of suffering or even some mental health challenge, you can receive the anointing of the sick. Because that is there where Jesus touches our sufferings. He makes all things new. He transforms our despair into hope. He transforms our fear of isolation into his presence. And he changes our fear into the beauty of surrender. So we give thanks to God for the gift of the cross. And we pray that we may have the courage to follow him and to walk in his footsteps.